this week on The Startup Life. You want to think to yourself, what stories that actually happened in my business that I can, that I can flip into, into a piece for, for video? So the best successful videos are ones that are kind of those, those videos that you see based on a true story. All right, Startup Nation. So let's take flight with David Feynman, co-founder of Flixation, The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We have David Feynman from Flixation. How is it going, David? Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Did I pronounce that right, Flixation? Flixation. That's that's the name of the company. All righty. Nailed it, man. So you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get started. So first things first, man, what's your story on your path of uh, entrepreneurship? And tell us a little bit about Flixation and your company. My path to entrepreneurship really started early on in life. I, I started my first business when I was 16 years old. R- originally dating back there, you know, had, had a business partner, grew a company uh, into college, you know, had another business that, that I worked on, you know, did that for a bit and, and ultimately kind of led to uh, after, after college starting, starting viral ideas and Flixation. Uh, my current two businesses with uh, with my business partner Zach, kind of taking that really entrepreneurial step since since I was younger. So you're there. Flixation is based out of Philadelphia, right? Yeah. So we're we're based out of out of Philly. If you know the area, uh, we're actually based right in Maniunk, which is which is right in the city. Gotcha. Okay. So give us an idea what the entrepreneurial landscape is there in Philly. Oh, it's it's awesome. You know, within Philly, there's there's a lot of great companies coming out coming out of here. We we have a great uh, startup support system through an organization called Philly Startup Leaders, which if you're ever down here, just reach out to them. They, they, they have such a great network. What's great about Philly is it's a small, it's a small, it's a small enough city where, you know, if you kind of get to get to meet that startup entrepreneurial folks from the city, everyone kind of knows everyone. So right. you know, it's a nice, really supportive network here over in Philly uh, compared to New York, which is much bigger and vast. So you mentioned, man, that, you know, you, your path to entrepreneurship started when you were 16 with your, with your buddy, Zach, man. So tell us a little bit about that. What was that first business business idea you came up with? Yeah, so so I mean Zach and I was, Zach and I weren't weren't business partners from the start. I, I was I actually started my first business with someone I knew from actually elementary school. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, the the business was a half marathon. So we we put on an event um, back when we were in high school. It was called the Bucks County Half Marathon, and it was really my first start at running a business. Really, really didn't know anything about it. Just know that from a start, my, my thing was always, I, I, I was obsessed with customer experience. So um, it, my, my obsession with that started back in high school, really through that event and through through that company, we, we created what we thought was the greatest customer experience for runners. And uh, the two of us, uh, me, me and that business partner went on to start a race 
when we were in college called the zombie run, which was a, a purely experience based company. And uh, you know, we, we created this basically zombie themed experience for runners where it was a blast. Like, so runners, we, we would dress people up as zombies and we'd have runners with black football belts around their waist. And the whole thing was set up like a Hollywood apocalypse. So the whole thing was just an experience from start to finish. Gotcha. Let's dive into that a little bit more, if you would, David. Like you, you, you talked about being obsessed with the customer experience. Why is that important to you? And how do you use that in uh, your new endeavor, Flixation? Yeah, so I think in any business, and it's my belief that fundamentally a lot of businesses sell the same product or service packaged in a different way. Gotcha. And if, if you look, I mean, take a look at the big guys, right? Like if you look at Amazon versus Walmart, fundamentally they sell a lot of the same products for right? sure. You know, for but sure. both of them are giant warehouses where you could practically buy anything you want but the the customer experience through amazon is fundamentally different than the than the customer experience at walmart and um if you look at the, the two of them competing head to head there's no contest amazon's winning right right and, right for sure uh, you know if, if you if you scale that down to you know much more smaller ventures like the one that i run um, the customer experience of Flixation, which is an on-demand video editing platform, um, the, the end product is video editing, right? But the customer experience that we deliver, you know, we believe is, is far superior than that of the competition. So, you know, that, that to me is, is, is what customer, customer experience is. It's, it's not just a matter of, you know, the actual product. It's, you know, how does someone interact with that product from start to finish through, gotcha. through, through a business? Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think, and I really, I wanted to dive into that, David, a little bit, because I think that's one of those pieces that new entrepreneurs miss that really looking at your business from that customer's point of view, from that customer's you know, experience. So I'm really glad you pointed that out. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this, man. So when you talk about that, that half marathon business, man, what, what are some things you learned uh, from there that you now kind of apply to Flixation? So, so it's, I learned a lot about pro, what I like to consider proactive customer support. So like, obviously kind of the theme of the theme of this is really customer experience and, and kind of from my perspective, like, you know, where, where I'm taking this is, is that all thing. So what I mean by proactive customer support is, is doing the things that your customers need, but in a, in a way that services their needs before you, before they actually, so like good communication with a client might not actually be getting on a phone call. It might be providing them something up front that they can, that they can use for themselves. Um, so, so back, back at the after marathon, we, we would have people, we had a no refund policy, right? So the policy was we would never give a refund. And then we had a couple people from the military email us and, and was like, we're like, Hey, you know, we're, we're being deployed soon. Like, can, can you guys, can you guys, you know, refund us our ticket? But the, in, in the fine print, it said no refund, but of course we're going to like help out the troops and help out people that are like, that are real humans. So I learned, I learned, I learned a lot about people that like, like through customer experience, learning about you know, everyone has their, their version of the interaction. So as a business, you have to kind of look, look at your own business through their eyes and what they're going through. So that way you can better shape the customer experience to mold, to mold into everyone, to everyone's individual needs. Let me ask you this, man. What did you learn from the worst boss you've ever had? Worst boss? Yeah. Oh, man. I, um, that's, that's actually a tough question. I mean, I, I, I really don't, the only jobs I really had were, were really prior to, 16 where I when I when I kind of worked some odd jobs you know like okay. I was lifeguarding and I was kind of lucky I I mean I really only had one one bad boss and the one thing I learned learned from that boss was you, re you really have to put put your put your people on the front line's perspective in into your decision making okay. because 
I think I think too often bosses bosses get the pressure from their bosses, right? Not for sure. Yeah. It rolls downhill, absolutely. It rolls downhill, but really stuff should roll uphill because people on the front lines kind of know what's going on and have a have a way more unique perspective than those at the top. That's an interesting. Point. Down, but trying to look at the numbers and sometimes sometimes it's not all about numbers. So you know, I, I actually remember getting fired from a job, and I remember saying to the to the boss, I was like, I was like, you're wrong, and you know, this is this is not how it really should be done. And of course, I got fired, but. You know, <laughs> gotcha. uh, it didn't really matter much to me. Yeah, so for sure, it looks like it was all for the best. For sure, but you you bring up an interesting point, David, and I'm glad you pointed that up. Like you said, it should roll uphill because I think a lot of times, just like you said, that a lot of times, like you know, you're sitting on that perch as on that you know, in that sitting in that C-suite, if you will, and sometimes either you don't know or maybe you forget what it's like on the front lines, what it's like to be. Uh, the face of the company that you're representing. So I'm glad you pointed that out. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this, man. You know, when we talk about Flixation, you know, very awesome uh, video editing company that you created. How do you get the word out there that you're here to help uh, people with those video editing needs? Is it social media, word, word of mouth? What works best for you? So we do a lot, actually. So okay. it's, it's a combination of... Um, you know, of, of regular old sales, right? So, you know, we do, um, you know, we, we have a team that does outreach. Our, our primary target is video production companies or those with an internal video team. We locate those companies and, and just give, give them a little ping, let them know what we're all about. So that, that one-to-one interaction. And then we, uh, we run a lot of Facebook ads that work really well um, and we directly with the chat on our website. So people can chat with us about, uh, about our product in real time. And uh, we make a promise to answer any chat requests in under an hour so people can hear from us relatively quickly. So all that Google ads we do referrals are big for us. So we're we're still, we're still kind of learning the scalability of the process for for ourselves, but those those are the channels that we're doing and it worked pretty well for us so far. So, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, they're always considering themselves, you know, David, lifelong learners, always learning, always doing professional development, you know, whether through read books, podcasts, whatever the case may be. As an entrepreneur, you know, what do you see as professional development? What are you learning now? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I, I, think, I think a lot of people, I think there was a stat that I read that it was like 70% of people who graduate college will never read one more book in their lifetime. Mm, gotcha. And, and that, that kind of like, that kind of shook me up a little bit because there's so much out there in the world to learn. It's not just, it's not just about business topics. You can learn about anything that you, that you could take back and relate to your business. So for me, I mean, I, I read, I'm, I'm more of an audiobook guy. I'm on the road a lot. So I, um, I, I try to like double up my, my time on the road with, with either an audiobook or a podcast. And then I, I usually read, I usually read some, some articles and, and, you know, industry papers or uh, like core answers. I love to read like one, once or twice a day, I'll like sit down and read. So I'm really spending like probably an hour or two, at least a day listening to new material and like consuming you know, various pieces of content that I feel as though would, would impact, impact my business. Awesome. I hope you caught that startup nation. That's one of the things David just said, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to learn. And so as an entrepreneur, that continuous, you know, method of learning should be very much indoctrinated into your, you know, day-to-day process or just your general path of entrepreneurship. So I appreciate you sharing that, David. I really, if, if I could just add one more thing to that sure, too, absolutely. is, is I, I think, 
I think as entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our, in our own little worlds and mm. um, you could be naturally curious and learn from virtually anyone. Like don't, don't discount the guy that you walk by on the street that might be homeless. Don't discount a conversation you might have with him where you can learn something from him or her. Everyone in this world has something to teach you. And it's just a matter of like, you know, sitting down with someone and really soaking in their lessons. So it's, it's not just about, you know, listening to the podcast with the guy that's worth a billion dollars. It's, it's about really listening to everyone and learning different, different nuggets from them and, and how, how that might translate to your business. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that, David. I remember in high school, my ROTC instructor would always tell me, you can learn something from the homeless person, even if it's not to be homeless. So yeah. uh, you're, you're absolutely right about that. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, let me ask you this, man. You know, uh, you know, in this day and age when we have like rising costs and education and tuition and stuff like that, people are starting to kind of rethink their, their higher learning institution models or whatever the case may be as far as like, you know, if they get a degree or not a degree. Because some people say that in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to have like a formal degree, do some networking. Some people just say you need work ethic and a dream. So, David, where do you stand on that? It's, it's, it's tough to give any advice, but I can just share my own personal anecdote. I mean, Absolutely. I... I went, I did two years of community college and I did two years of college. And the, what I learned in school was, was, was how to, how to be with people, right. And how to, how to interact with, with different, with different types of people in in my school. I went to Temple University, really awesome, diverse school with people from all over the world. So I I learned a lot from just being with, with the individuals there. Physical classes, there's a couple of them that were great, but you know, for the most, for the most part, you know, I learned, I've learned more reading all the books that I've read than actually sitting in a classroom. So I think it's just about soaking up the knowledge where you need the knowledge. You know, I don't think you need school to have an education um, or maybe you might like, maybe that's how you learn, but you know, it depends on, depends on the situation. I think. Depends on the situation, depends on the person, right? Exactly. Some people learn a lot from school. You know, I, I, I just didn't happen to be one of them. For sure. Let me ask you this, man. And we'll wrap this up right before we go to break real quick. What does the average day look like from top to bottom, from sun up to sundown? What does your day look like? Be specific as possible. That's great. So um, usually I get up, I'm a pretty early riser. So I, I usually get up somewhere in like the, the six o'clock neighborhood, 530 neighborhood. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm i training for an Ironman right now. So nice. I, I usually knock out, you know, an hour, hour and a half workout in the morning and then uh, have breakfast and, and then really just get to work for the rest of the day. And every single day is different, right? A lot of times I'm at clients offices, <laughs> really just... I spend the focus on my day trying to trying to either acquire new customers or um, or work with our existing customers to help them succeed. So it's one one of those two combinations, um, as well as work with the teams a bit as well. So that, that that's pretty much my day every single day. Uh, I I don't believe in like the you know I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of notion that you have to work a hundred hour weeks to to be successful in entrepreneurship and right you have to work a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. Like it's not like you're working your typical 40 hour week. You know, it's a lot longer than that, but sure. I think there's too much out there saying like you have to hustle and always be on. I think there's a lot, a lot to be said for taking some time to yourself and just reflecting on your business. Like I think, I think I get the best ideas when I'm on my bike riding and not thinking about anything else and actually sitting there working on the business. Thank you for sharing that. First of all, you know, that work life balance, like you're pointing out is very important. Uh, you know, to the entrepreneur. So I'm glad you pointed that out. And then also when you said that, you know, that you get some of your best ideas from taking a break, man, you know, you're absolutely right. I think uh, me and my wife, you know, we take trips all the time and we think we do our best, you know, thinking when we're just like, just kind of like, 
you know, not necessarily completely zoned out because you can't zone out while you're driving. But, you know, but, uh, but like when we're just sitting there and not really like super focused on the business, but you're kind of thinking outside of the business. And we always call it, you know, working on the business as opposed to working in the business because that's two very distinct uh, differences between the two. So uh, we're going to go ahead, go to break. How you like being on the startup life so far, man? Oh, hey, it's awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying this. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from David's content, but we got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. business owner the startup life reach is growing wouldn't you like your business to grow with it reach out to us to advertise on the startup life you can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askowlsolutions.com i mean don't get me wrong like this is a great music to have break on but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it if you are a teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with owls section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core aligned click the link in the show notes to purchase all right startup nation so let's continue so david man quick question so i was on your website and i see that you know you have some things that you promise to your customers like you know uh that 24 7 live chat the standardized pricing direct chat with in-house editors stuff like that but i think the one thing that really stood out uh was that five-day business turnaround Right. Why is that important to you to get that turnaround uh, to your customer, David? I think in, a, in any business, I mean, especially for ours, um, pe- people are up against deadlines, especially with video editing. They, sure. they need to edit it. You, you, need, you need it for something. You're not just editing to edit. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to just promise, promise a, standard, you know, a standard turnaround to just give, give our clients an idea of how it's going to fit into their workflow. So you know, we, we, t- we take that pretty seriously over here. And, and we built we built systems out that allow us allow us to do that. Let me ask you this, man: Have you ever you know started working with a client, right? And you kind of in that consultative phase, and you, you, you're you're you know you're doing your uh, fact finding and your customer uh, exploration, if you will, to try to see if they're a good fit. And then you get to a point where you realize they're not a good fit for you as a client. Have you ever experienced that? And how do you determine if somebody's a good fit or not? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we all the time. I mean, we get a lot of leads a day, and a lot of them, a lot of them don't close partly, partly because 
you know, they're, they're not right for the business and that's, that's fine. Uh, not everyone, not everyone shops. We're talking about Amazon or some people shop at Walmart. Some people shop at Amazon. You know, people have their preferences. So for us, we, we determine someone's a good fit when there's kind of a, it's kind of like a mutual respect, whether spoken or unspoken, right? Like they're respecting the work that we're doing for them. And, you know, we're, we're handling the work for them in a, in a way that makes sense for them. So it's got to, it's got to fit into what, what they're doing. That's, that's why we, that's why we prefer to work with either an in-house video team or, uh, or, or a video production company a lot of times because it's, it, it's just what fits our model. Um, so you know, I, I checked out some of your videos, which are awesome, by the way, I just want to point that out. But uh, I, I was curious about, you know, cause I checked out, I think it was called junk luggers. I think that's one of them. And yeah. The other one, like, is like a fitness gym or something like that. Forgive me, the name escapes me right now. CrossFit gym. CrossFit gym. Yes, sorry about that. Um, but I was checking them out, and I think you guys do a really good job of helping those businesses help tell their stories. And so I'm curious about, you know, how do you help those brands, you know, not only tell their story but also reach their target audience? Because I think that's important for what you do and for other entrepreneurs out there who are just starting out. So I'll break it down as, as simply as I can for you guys so you can, you can think about it. So when you're thinking about creating a story, you want to you wanna think to yourself, what stories have actually happened in my business that I can, that I can flip into, into a piece for, for video? So the best successful videos are ones that are kind of those, those videos that you see based on a true story. So yeah. you're, not really, you're not really making much up. You're not like making up a story, anything crazy. But you you want to you want to kind of base it off of something that actually happens within the business because because then you'll hit on your customers' pain points or you'll hit on something that might get them excited about a product or something that might entertain them. You know if you can if you can have something that's already happening in your business successfully that's grounded in reality. Um, and the second part, how, how you get it out there is you know we're finding the best place to release a video right now is on Facebook. You know despite despite all that you might hear in the news about Facebook, Facebook's a huge social network and. It's, it's as far reaching as they come. And even if you're not advertising on Facebook, they got Instagram. Even if you're not advertising on Instagram, you have the audience network. Believe it or not, a ton of people watch, like, you know, play games on their iPhone and you can advertise right in those games through Facebook ad network. So we're seeing a lot of success just kind of dropping videos through that, that Facebook, uh, that Facebook targeting network in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, David, what's the, the number one thing new entrepreneurs miss when it comes to marketing? Like what's the, one of those misconceptions that they, they, they either don't understand, don't get right, or they just simply just miss when they're trying to market their company. I'll, I'll take it back to the experience. Phase. Okay. So, so, and maybe I'll relate it to, to our company. So when we think about growing a business, um, we think about it in a few phases. So the first is, is people, product, support scale so in that order so first you gotta get your people right you get your product right uh you gotta you gotta get your support right then you can scale up and then you, then you can start going after customers so i think the, the biggest the biggest thing people think when when they're thinking about marketing is out of the get out of the gate they're gonna they're gonna try to run scalable marketing campaigns when to be frank their company's not ready to go there the biggest thing i i see i see people getting wrong is just when, when they're trying to make that initial marketing piece they're, they're trying to make something that is made for scale when in reality they just need to get their first 50 100 customers and then at that point go ahead you know scale that business up but yeah i I think i think you got to hold those those first couple customers close learn what what marketing actually is to your business right once you understand those customers marketing becomes really really easy 
right? Once you, once you understand them, you know exactly what to do when, when you understand your customers. And then from there, scale on up. You know, there's, there's a million and one ways to do that. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. I hope you caught that startup nation. Don't focus on the grand slam. Just get the base hit for right now. Exactly. Absolutely. The whole book zero to one is perfect for that. You, know, you just got to take that thing from, from nothing to, to just one customer and, and, and you'll, you'll be smooth sailing. Awesome. And Startup Nation, we'll have, we have that, that uh, link to that book that he just mentioned and there in the show notes for easy access if that's something you're interested in. I appreciate you sharing that with our, our, our audience there, Dave. I really do. Um, let me ask you this, man. And, and you, I, I know your competitors may be listening, so you don't have to go into all the special sauce. But a, a lot of times when entrepreneurs start a service-based business, kind of like yours, uh, they have that issue of not knowing how to price their, you know, their time or their efforts, whatever the case may be. So how did you determine, you know, what was the right price point for Flixation in the company? Sure. Um, I should, actually had a conversation with, uh, with an entrepreneur yesterday about pricing and she was, she was struggling to figure out where in the market she wants to sit. And it, it's a common one. Trust me. It is a common it's, one. <laughs> it's, something, it's something I think a lot about. I think there's a couple ways to do it. So um, you could do it based on uh, cost basis, which, which flexation, flexation's pricing model is, is based on a cost-based model. Mm-hmm. Um, just because just of the nature of our business, right? We're, we're, a, we're a pure volume business. You know, we want to do more editing hours than we did yesterday. For so, sure. you know, we're, we're, not, we're not necessarily going after the high, the high ticket things here. We're just, you know, we're an effective solution to edit your videos. Um, I, I think there's like also interesting space at the high end of the market, right? Where where you're going after high-end videos. You know, we, we actually own a separate video production company called Viral Ideas that okay. strictly does high-end videos for companies. Um, so so that, that, that particular company is priced on the high end of the market. Um, and, and then we have, um, I, I think the bottom end, when you, when you think about the market, you think about the bottom end of the market, that's a, that's a tough place to be these days with the technology and basically the world is flat so you can get labor pretty much anywhere in the world. For sure. So... I think, I think you just have to, whatever price here you're at, you're sending a signal to the market about where you are in that market. Um, and, and you're going to attract customers in a lot of ways to that price, right? People, you think conventional wisdom will tell you that all, all businesses want something cheaper, but to be frank with you, they don't always want something cheaper. You know, so you know, whole, I, I recently listened to a great interview with the Whole Foods founder, and he was he was talking about you know the guy the guy that was interviewing mentioned to him he was he said uh, there's a joke running around that you, when you go to Whole Foods you spend your whole paycheck, and the guy chuckled he's like yeah we used to kind of be in a way proud of that like we take a lot of pride in the quality of our ingredients for sure our food is better so you pay more for it so I think when you're thinking about pricing think about where you want to be and and, and back into that. And, and, and come up with your number from there. So, you know, I, I love the name of your company because, you know, you instantly get an idea of what, you know, your company does. If somebody would come to your service, like, what do you do? And you say flexation, you automatically think of like videos and stuff like that. And I also love your logo as well. How did you come up with the idea of the concept for flexation? Like, you know, what made you think of that logo? What made you think of that name? How did you come up with that? It's, it's actually, it's, it's a short but long story. So, so okay. I'll, I'll be brief here. So, my business partner, Zach, started an app called Flixation uh, a few years back. It, it basically did short video clips for restaurants. Never really t- took off. Uh, we went on to start Viral Ideas. Uh, Viral's been around for two years and, or three years now. And b- about two years in, we realized that uh, we needed an effective way to do editing for ourselves. So we, we built out a whole system and process and mechanics 
and team to execute editing on behalf of viral ideas. And we started to get amazing feedback from our clients saying, like, wow, this is like incredible. I can't believe you guys can edit this quickly. Can't believe it's this good. So they started sending us all the stuff that they would do in-house to edit. And it would it would flip in a, it would flip really quickly. Five days, that five day turnaround was kind of there from the beginning. Okay. So we're like, why don't we why don't we spin this out and see if we see if see if this has legs as a standalone idea. So we spun Flixation out of Viral Ideas, our, our original company, and it instantly hit. So kind of, kind of. I mean, not instant success isn't a blow up, but you know, customers that use it have, have loved it. So you know, we're we're we've really just kind of built it out of this kind of seed of an idea within a company, and uh, and built it from there. Gotcha. Appreciate you sharing that for sure. Let me ask you this, man. What's the best and worst piece of advice you've gotten since you started? You know, Flixation. The best, the best advice that I've gotten is uh, from from one of, one of our mentors. Is just look look at the time it takes to actually build a real company and and stay patient with that. Like he he he's always talking about how if you really look at some of these companies that you admire, how long it took them to get to the point where they are at today. So. That, that, that's kind of the best point and it sounds cliche but he's just like be patient with it let it happen, oh, for sure. it will happen. sometimes we need to be reminded of that so i appreciate you sharing that uh the worst um to be frank most advice i think that is not specific in nature mm. from from people looking at your business is is bad advice because they, they don't know they don't know what's going on so if you really want to get advice from someone my, my advice would be find someone who's a specific <laughs> you know, subject matter expert in that specific thing like you know how to structure like we recently just structured like um like a, a profit sharing plan for some of our employees i spoke to like 10 people who have structured profit sharing plans specifically about that and they gave me great advice on that so where if i just kind of asked people in general I, I don't think it's generally good advice so just watch where you're getting your advice from make sure it's someone that you that has been there before with your specific need make sure that uh what your questions are, are specific and contextual to what you're doing so that way they can give you the best possible advice. For sure. Well, I'm glad you mentioned your mentors. We just wanted to know who are your mentors? Oh, I, I've had so many over the years and I'm honestly grateful and blessed for all of them. But uh, I, I've had uh, Tejas who runs, uh, runs OptumOutput, the BPR. It's a great software company. Uh, Wayne Huddis, who was one of my friend's dads growing up. This, this guy from high school uh, who kind of mentored me on more of a personal level, Jack Heater. For sure. Uh, so many, so many guys kind of have helped me out along the way and, and women as well that have kind of, in Philly, we say guys to say women and men and I always forget that. Um, so, so many people have just really helped me out over the years with so many different things. So um, I think it's really important for entrepreneurs to just have some sort of sounding board. We've also had like a whole board for viral ideas. Like when we first started out, you know, they, there was this group of guys that were getting their MBA and they just kind of helped us with a business plan. So and they wrote this whole thing for us for free. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Those business plans don't come cheap all the time. So, no, that, that is awesome for sure. Let me ask you this, man. So, when it comes to flexation and video editing, why should somebody go with you as opposed to your competitor? It's a good question. Um, consistency. So, our, our, our big thing is we do things when we're going to say them and, and how, how you want them. And, you know, flexation, definitely not the cheapest way to go in the market, but... It's definitely, it's definitely a fair price for, for what you get. And, you know, our promises are our promises. And, and it's something that the majority of people, when they're editing a video, they need, they need those promises, whether they know it or not. Like if, if they haven't gone into the process 
of, of editing a video, the things we have listed on our website, um, you know, are, are something that we, we hold true. And it's something that uh, if you haven't done a video before, whether you know you need it or not, you need it. So, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think, I think that's, that's, that's what sets us apart. I believe Dave, all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours and why? I, I think mine in a lot of ways is endurance and, and, and patience. Uh, I, I've been a long distance runner my whole life. Mm. Um, so I, I ran my first marathon when I was, when I was 16 years old and have kind of just been, been always fascinated with endurance sports. And I think it, it analogizes well to running a business. If analogizes is a word. I'm not sure I might, could have made that up. Hey, we're going to uh, make it a word today. The word right now. Um, so you said you said I was allowed to curse, but I didn't. I didn't hear anything about uh, making up words. So I, I'm fair I'm, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think I mean run, running a business, you know, generate revenue to start out, and just to, to to do all the things you need to do, you need to you need to look at it as a as a very long term thing. And running a marathon takes a while too, and training for one takes a while. So you know, I, I think if there was anything, just my ability to endure long periods of stuff. All right, man. So before we wrap up today, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on the Start of a Life Powered by the Binge Podcast Network. We really do appreciate that. Any final advice, any final thoughts you want to leave Startup Nation, you know, new entrepreneurs, uh, any final takes you want to give them? Yeah, uh, I, I would say, if you're thinking about doing something, just in the old Nike adage, just do it. Like, you know, this is the permission you need. You're watching the show, you're listening to stuff. If you haven't done it yet, just, just go for it to start something small, do something that can, can generate you and your family some, some extra, some extra revenue and, you know, whatever it is you're doing, get, give it an old try. Cause you, know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to look back and, and say, ah, I could have done this. You know, you want, you want to look back and say, I'm, I'm really happy. I tried. So give it a shot if you, if you haven't, if you haven't gone for it yet. Awesome. Awesome. So that's going to wrap up this session of the startup life. Did you enjoy coming on David? Oh, I, I had a great time, and 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 for for for, for your audience, if, if if they'd like, you know, we, we can give them a code for two free hours uh, with the startup life uh, discount code. So I'll 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 make one up for you and send it for the show notes. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. So you heard it here first. There's a coupon for you, startup life. If you need some idiot video editing from uh, Flixation, look in the show notes, and you see that that coupon code. I would say startup life. You're gonna make it. But yeah, well, that sounds good, right? Should we do startup life? Yeah, let, let's do it that way. It makes it easy. All right, so, so we'll give you guys we'll give you guys two free hours with your first purchase. So um, if you guys are thinking about video, you know, we'll, we'll give you guys a little something. Awesome, thank you so much for that, man. We really appreciate it. All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take: when it comes to David's story and his path to entrepreneurship and how he runs Flixation, there's only one thing that really comes to mind, and you've heard it throughout the entire theme of this show, and that's customer experience. When you get the customer experience right, you not only build a loyal customer but you build a loyal culture around your company when we think about the apples or the amazons of the world they do well because they have an entire subculture if you will surrounding those products and with that being said i see nothing but great things happening for david zach and flixation's future if you want to let us know what you think about the show have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on our show send us a message on the startup life podcast facebook page and while you are there like and follow our page as well it's a new way for us to engage with you startup nation and really grow our community the link is here in the show notes to subscribe to the show as it can now be heard on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher radio spotify 
iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.